Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football. And this week the programme again comes to you from the World Cup in Brazil. I'm Steve Vickers together with Solomon Achoms in Rio de Janeiro, where the final of the World Cup takes place on Sunday at the Maracanã Stadium, just down the hill from where we are. And today, with Brazil exiting the World Cup in spectacular fashion and criticised for changing their style of play to a European type, we ask if African teams can learn something. Also, we ask why African referees are not given the finals of major tournaments to officiate. I, I guess they're not regularly refereeing competitions like the Champions League uh, and the equivalent in South America. And we meet some Ethiopia fans who've travelled here to watch the World Cup. Champions love football, and we are here to see how 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 teams are going, how fans are doing. You know, to see everything. So that's all coming up. It's a rather rainy day today here in Rio de Janeiro and the World Cup ends on Sunday here and it's been fantastic being in Brazil but a huge shock for the host Solomon as Brazil lost that semi-final 7-1 to Germany and still a lot of disappointment here. Yes, uh, huge disappointment for Brazilian football fans and also lovers of Brazilian football globally. They've lost their touch, their identity, how we know them to play. They've lost their style. They've implemented a lot of European style to their football over the last few years and that has really totally uh, changed the free-flowing uh, ball-possessing style that we know Brazil plays. So fans are disappointed and uh, I think it's going to take a long time for them to really recover from this disappointment. Happened to Brazil and you can really say that that's happened a lot to African football as well, can't you? That, that uh, free-flowing uh, style has changed uh, to some extent. Absolutely. You know, when people talk about the Nigerian Super Eagles, they don't talk about the Nigerian Super Eagles of the 2010 World Cup or 2014 or the 2002 World Cup. They talk about the Super Eagles of the 1994 World Cup in the USA because of the kind of a brand of football that they used to play. When they talk about Cameroon, you talk about the era of uh, Roja Mila, Makanaki, the Biyik brothers, you know, back in the 90s. Not because they were, they, they were absolutely great, you know, but just because of the kind of style of play, the flair that they used to play with, uh, including Brazil. Uh, but they've lost it so much because of a lot of European influence, uh, adapting to certain style that is not really your style instead of learning from that style but maintaining your identity. And I think a lot uh, of these teams uh, from Africa and also Brazil inclusive will go back to the drawing board and say, look, hey, we have to go back to our, our traditional uh, style of play. So there could be some lessons learned learned here at the World Cup in Brazil. So the African interest ended a long time ago, but to Solomon, you've got an interesting statistic relating to the quarterfinal, where the Netherlands beat Costa Rica on penalties, and goalkeeper Tim Krul was brought on by Netherlands coach Louis van Hull in the last minute of extra time, uh, that to specifically take over for the penalty shootout, and Krul made uh, two great saves there, but it's not the first time it's happened. The first time I actually experienced it, uh, when Ayimba of Abar, Nigeria, we're dominating the African Champions League scene. They have won the trophy the first time and then they came in to defend it. And I think it was in the semi-final when a few minutes before the end, uh, there was a penalty 
The coach told the referee to hold on. They need to make a substitution. It was Austin Ejide coming in for uh, Vincent Inyema. And he came in, uh, positioned himself um, in the goalpost. The penalty kick was taken and he stopped it. Uh, it was uh, one of the, against one of the Egyptian teams, if I remember that very well. And they went on to, to win uh, the Africa uh, Champions League that season. To see that again at the World Cup between uh, the Netherlands and Costa Rica was really amazing. Okay, so maybe Louis van Gaal got the idea from Enyimba then. Right now to a question some African football fans have been asking. That's whether an African referee will officiate the World Cup final on Sunday. Well, in reality, it's very unlikely, as while there have been some African referees here, the chances are that a European or South American referee will be given the final. Well, I asked former English Premier League referee Bob Hamer why that is the case. I I guess they're not regularly refereeing competitions like the Champions League uh, and the equivalent in South America. They're the top competitions in the world and generally the best European or South American referees are refereeing in that competition. I, I guess one day they'll get somebody refereeing the World Cup final. I'm sure they will. I seem to remember it oh, quite a few years ago now. There was a referee from Israel. He was not regularly refereeing the top European games, uh, but he was an excellent referee and he did actually referee the World Cup final. That's former English Premier League referee Bob Hamer. Now, we've been meeting fans from so many different countries here at the World Cup and it's one of the most exciting things about being here. Well, Solomon met three fans here from Ethiopia who didn't qualify, of course, for the World Cup and two of them travelled all the way from Ethiopia and the other from the USA. Yeah, my name is Jonas. I'm from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. And I came uh, with my friends here to, uh, for the World Cup to, to attend match, to see the atmosphere and to, to, to visit Brazil, everything. Yeah. Ethiopia is not here at the World Cup, but you are here. So people would be wondering. <laughs> yeah, actually we were close to the World Cup. You know, we, we lost uh, the final match on the playoffs and uh, it, we, we went well, you know. And now uh, we, we are here to enjoy the, 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 the match. We love football. The nation love football, love football, you know, Ethiopia, Ethiopians love football and we are here to see how, how, how teams are going, how the fans are doing, you know, to see everything. What are some of the things that you expect to take from here uh, at the World Cup back home, just so when you share with people, it's like, yeah. look. You know, nothing only about you know, football, how the Brazil construct, you know, the, the World Cup and everything. So we share, we told them, and maybe that's an experience for the Ethiopians. You were telling me uh, you drove all the way from Ethiopia for the Africa Cup of Nations that was hosted in South Africa. How did you do that? Yeah, a group of friends uh, just decided to do that. Actually, our plan was uh, to to make it on the 2010 World Cup, but we we didn't make it and uh, we finally decided to do it when Ethiopia qualified for the tournament. And uh, we were uh, around 15 with three uh, four-wheel drive cars. We drove through Kenya, Tanzania, Zambia, Botswana, and finally to Johannesburg. And it was really fun. How many days did it take you? 13 days. 13 days, and we went to Mozambique just for fun, and it took us a month. And uh, you've been supporting Brazil for quite a while as an Ethiopian, supporting Brazil. For how long have you been supporting Brazil? Uh, Almost 25 years. I've been supporting Brazil for that long. 
you know, everybody knows that Brazilian Brazilian football is somehow exceptional. Or uh, for me, it's, 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 it's different than the other the others or the way they play is. Uh, it used to be at least the way they play is uh, much much better than and entertaining. Uh, so as a result of that and uh, some entertaining people I mean players like uh, Romario Ronaldo Rivaldo and the staffs you know I've been supporting them you decided to come here when Brazil is hosting the World Cup how have you enjoyed it uh, I'm enjoying it a lot I mean even if uh, the national team the Brazilian national team is not performing as it is expected but uh, I mean other than that everything is enjoyable I mean the food the culture the people even the girls, everything, everything except the language. I'm enjoying everything except the language, yeah. Fans from Ethiopia, the last one that we heard from, travelled here from the USA, and the others came all the way from Addis Ababa. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. Steve Vickers and Solomon Ashoms with you. We're in Rio de Janeiro, where the World Cup final takes place on Sunday at the Maracanã, with Argentina playing Germany. Well, it's a rainy day today here in Rio. Let's go to our Facebook page now, Planet Sport Football Africa. And last week we asked, what's your verdict on the performance of the African teams at the World Cup? Well, Oletunde Adeleke in Ibadan, Nigeria says, well, to me, the Africans are just participating in the World Cup and there's no seriousness in their performance. I didn't see any reason why Nigeria failed to win their match against France. So my overall rating, first Algeria, then Ghana and maybe Ivory Coast. Nigeria may have reached the second round, but their performance was totally poor compared to Algeria, Ghana and Ivory Coast. Then Mohamed Gassama in the Gambia says African teams need to over Become poor football administration and lubricate their way towards lifting the World Cup in the future by acts of motivation and so on. And Abli O. Cisse says kudos to the Desert Foxes of Algeria for their heroic display. They were the best representatives of the African continent. This week, tell us what have you enjoyed most about this World Cup? Looking back at the 2014 tournament, what would you say you've enjoyed most about the World Cup? Tell us on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, and that is all one word. I can tell you that we've really enjoyed the football and in particular seeing how crazy the Brazilian fans are about the game. We've enjoyed meeting fans from so many countries like those Ethiopians we just heard from and also seeing the sights of Rio has been amazing. Our colleagues Tom Ellis and Andy Bloss went along with Solomon to Rio's best-known landmark the Christ the Redeemer statue one of the seven modern wonders of the world and they sent us this report. Today's the day it's arrived the day we visit one of Rio's most iconic images Christ the Redeemer or Cristo Redentor. What kind of famous people have come up to visit Corcovado? Uh, Michael Jackson, John Paul II, the Pope, um, Bill Clinton. That's our tour guide speaking there. And why do people like to come up? What's so special about it? Well, the view upstairs is incredible. It's uh, one of the highest um, mountains here in Rio. And of course, the statue is very big and beautiful to see this. We're at the top, we've reached the Cristo Redentor, Christ the Redeemer statue, which is a 38-metre-high statue, stone statue of Jesus Christ. Looking out across the city, it's there to bless the city as a reminder of the importance of the Catholic and Christian faith. One couple just got engaged, which is great. Um, but the view all around and the statue itself is quite a sight. Panoramic views of, of Rio, you look to where we're looking at the moment, you've got kind of some kind of like mountains in the background. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's, it's absolutely packed up here. You can hardly move. Um, 
<laughs> it's just absolutely crazy. And we're looking down towards the beaches. You can see the Maracanar. There are people everywhere lying on the floor, trying to get the best view of the statue of Christ the Redeemer. Everyone's adopting the pose, hands wide open. You guys, it's amazing. It's an amazing view. It's an amazing statue. What are your opinions of it? Well, amazing is uh, not really a good description. I think it's uh, magnificent. This is a dream come true. I mean, one of the seven wonders of the world, and to be able to be here is... It's, it's an eye-capturing moment. Andy, whatever your view is of selfies, which is, uh, if you don't know, if you haven't come across the craze, it's uh, when you take a photo of yourself, uh, maybe with something in the background. This is the place for them, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we, we've done one. You've had, you've had couples taking selfies, you've had families taking selfies. It's selfie central. Someone here below is just lying Someone's down doing it. Just yeah. a couple of people, actually, just people. beneath our feet, taking selfies. We lost Solomon for a minute. It's quite busy up there, but we found him now as we wait for the train back down. Solomon, what were your thoughts? I think it's just amazing. It gives you a glimpse of uh, who God is, basically. You know, It's a very great uh, identity for the city of Rio and also for Brazil. And a lot of the words that people use to describe it, magnificent, awesome, great, amazing. It's quite hard to, to build something which can do those words justice, really. Uh, but that does it, and the subject of what the statue is, it kind of conveys that, and it, it can't not bring that kind of emotion out of you, can it? The facial expression is just really uh, something that brings uh, some sort of calmness and peace uh, to people. Uh, is is a kind of like facial expression of a father, uh, looking down to his children and saying, look, everything is okay. And with the arms wide open, he's just saying, look, you know, I'm here with you and you can come to me. Uh, and that calmness is what you need in a bustling and hustling city like Rio. So that was it. The world's largest and most famous Art Deco sculpture, Christ the Redeemer. We're now actually just going down to the next level on an escalator, of all things, Andy. I'm still trying to get my head around what a great view that is and also what a fantastic bit of architecture architecture art i mean it's just yeah. it's hard to get your head around how they even built the thing um yeah it's all inspiring really well tom ellis and andy blaster with that trip to christ the redeemer you were there too solomon i had my chance to go there as well and simply incredible breathtaking looking at the view of the whole city of rio from that angle that high and uh, you tend to to look at it and reflect and it's like wow god is really an awesome god his creations is really wonderful well that's it for today's show and this is our last edition of planet sport football Africa from the World Cup in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. But uh, hey, before we go, who's going to win the World Cup on Sunday? My heart is saying Germany, but my head is saying Argentina. So I'm kind of like really in conflict right now. Germany is a form team, obviously. Uh, a lot of people are expecting them to win. But Argentina, the underdogs, you know, they would want to be able to win it again uh, for the first time since 1986. Germany is the best team, but I would go with the underdog, Argentina. I'm just thinking Argentina too. <laughs> well, we'll find out whether we're going to be wrong or right. Hey, from me, Steve Vickers, Solomon Ashams, thanks so much for being with us. Our question on our Facebook page. What have you enjoyed most about this World Cup? Uh, tell us on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. What have you most enjoyed about this World Cup? The Facebook page, all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.